recording this time. Okay. Um, t- for this week's episode, we'll be interviewing um, a special guest. Maya, do you want to say more about who our special guest uh, is? Yeah, um, we are going to be interviewing Tony Tepedino, who is an innovative educator at Allendale Columbia School. He is a professional development coordinator and is heavily involved with student life at Allendale. He's also the main coordinator for the school's annual TEDx event. Hi, I'm so honored to be here today. All right, this is my burning question. Mm-hmm. Okay. As science continues to make people live longer, mm-hmm. are you with me so far, right? Medicine's yeah. getting better, people are living longer, and people are dying later. Mm-hmm. Do you think that, that we and m- modern science is slowing down the evolution process? Oh. And what is the outcome of that if evolution is slowing? That is an interesting question. Anybody got anything to say about that? Uh, um, I think there's like the question of if eventually human like medical advancement became what is the word like <laughs> human if humans became advanced enough where they could keep other humans alive past when they're supposed to be alive more than we already have like could if is there the question of could we eventually achieve immortality through science and then is that is that something that would be good or bad like have more negative effects or positive effects on humanity overall i mean like partially what you said has already been accomplished right like if you think about preserving a human life longer than it's supposed to you know people with disease by, you know, they should be dead, but also as a congruent human society, we don't strive to allow others of our own species to die to, like, to disease, you know what I mean? Yeah. And does that count as prolonging someone's life, or is that curing someone, you know? I guess, but I guess it's more, well, you're more prolonging because everyone dies eventually. But, like, if you got to the point where... You could, or you you just don't die. I don't know. Would that be bad? I like how you said everyone dies, and we get to a point where no one, where you never die. Yeah, no, I mean like everyone dies currently, but if we could get to the point where no one dies. But if we do get to the point where no one dies, that could really have a negative effect on the climate. That's true, and And then also. Population. Yeah, population issues and population density. Mm-hmm. Basically, everything's going to become a city. Yeah. Probably even a world. I don't even think, and then after a while, there just wouldn't be any room yeah. on Earth yeah. at all. Yeah. So, and then we, we have homeless people on Earth. Yeah. And they have people with houses and jobs. It'll, they'll definitely be All the problems that we have currently already. would be exasperated by the huge amount of people. Yeah, and then currently we don't have really, I mean, we do have ways, but we don't really have many ways to populate another planet um, healthily, mm-hmm. like, because there aren't really natural resources there. Yeah. So, that, it would be that would be difficult. Or if, if you had the choice, like, if, if 
you could be saved and made immortal, then should you be, like, is that, I don't know, that would be a very difficult choice to make on whether or not you would, because if, if not everybody is immortal and you are made immortal, then you just have to keep living and everyone around you just dies and you have to watch them. Yeah. And that would be pretty bad. I don't know. Yeah, you want to stop? Do you want to have anything to say? I have one thing to say. I have one thing to say. When you say immoral, does that mean like immune to disease and aging? Since I feel like if you were stabbed, right, for example, you would yeah. most certainly in the right way, you would die. Right? So yeah. like, is it the difference between immortality or invincibility to such outer variables that define how we age and we adapt? Yeah. I don't know. I guess, well, if it's scientific advancement, you could, I suppose there could become a point where you could cure any sort of ailment at all, whether that be aging which is natural or a severe injury like being stabbed but oh yeah um that was a very existential daily question yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely yeah. step up for our last question yes very different lots of variety going on um we're just gonna ask uh some mr trevidino some questions yep um is there like a career you were thinking about before no so it's kind of a weird story. I, I thought I was going to be, uh, this might answer, I think, a different question on there too. I was I was actually thinking I would be a stockbroker. And, uh, and I know, right? It makes a lot of sense. And uh, I was really only interested in playing lacrosse in college. So I went to a school originally to play sports. And um, I really didn't think about education until I got, until I had a really sort of horrible first go at college experience. And then I, I was gravitating more towards uh, coaching and and um, working with younger people, and so um, it just kind of naturally fell into my lap based on things that I was interested in. Not really school related though at the time, so that's kind of how I got there. Did you, when you were a kid, did you have any special like career interests that you? wanted to pursue or like dreams like yeah yeah i wanted to be luke skywalker <laughs> right like i think every sort of uh preteen boy oh, oh yeah definitely right luke, yeah, yeah who wouldn't want to be luke skywalker of course right saving the world that kind of thing so i think um i don't know not not really professional athlete you know i i guess i had this sort of idea in my head that i could you know play football at alabama or or you know, pitch for the Yankees like every kid. So as a, as a younger child, it was really more about sports and and playing. I also play the drums, so I you know I, I also had a crazy fantasy that I would be a, a professional musician playing large concerts, and you know that didn't work out so well either. But I still play the drums. <laughs> Are you happy with your career choices so far? Like the decisions you took that you know where where you landed now? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think. Um, I've become more happier with my work choices as I've, um, addressed some of my other areas of my life that weren't super happy. So I think, um, school has always been a safe, this, this place has been a happy place for me. And I've always found uh, a lot of joy and I, I've almost always looked forward to coming to school. You know, like there isn't a, there aren't a lot of days where I've sort of dreaded 
having to come to work. Right. I don't always look at it like work. It's really, it's really this school and being around kids is kind of a happy place for me. Yeah. Um, is there anything you would have done differently on your path to where you are now? We don't have enough time in this podcast, Maya. So like, <laughs> no, I mean, it's like a yes and no. It's kind of like, sure, like like if looking back, there are some things that I would have done differently. Um, I'm not really somebody who, um, I guess, gets all caught up with the regret part of how I got here. I think I regret the things that I didn't do far more than the things that I did do. So I, I guess help me find where my, my love or passion for things was. So I, I found it later. So I guess in, in some ways I don't want to change what I did because I think it did put me in a place where I feel pretty happy and comfortable with the work that I get to do. But I wish the school that I went to or schools in general did better to allow kids like you an opportunity to really learn more about who you are and what makes you like, where are your strengths and, you know, what is it that you really are interested in? I don't think you get enough opportunities to explore that. I think that it's like the whole point of the yeah. podcast living, I don't know, it, learning about those sorts of decisions through other people's lives and listening to what um, they've experienced. Yeah, hopefully hopefully th this is a, a helpful tool for other people too. I think what you're doing is really awesome and you're asking great questions to adults and I hope you can keep exploring your curiosity that way. I think it's great that you're getting a chance to do this and to hopefully learn from the mistakes that, uh, or not mistakes, but the pathways of others, you know? It's a great idea. Um, how has your mindset changed throughout your career in life? That's a good question. I think more more so around my mindset, I guess, is just being aware that there is such a thing as a mindset. So I, I guess that's that was a huge sort of thing for me to understand that I could think about things differently and apply a different way of thinking in a different format. So I think being more metacognitive and, and sort of aware of my own thinking and around how I approach things mindset-wise, I think, I, think I think I've tried to be more aware of other people in the in that sort of to answer that question ellie is you know how does how do how do the decisions and behaviors that i make or choose to do affect others and is that and are those really good decisions so i try to be just thoughtful of of impact right just in general impact of on me and my immediate family and then of the people that i work with as well do you have a favorite job that you like like in my whole like lifespan yeah, of yeah, jobs yeah. well it's funny right my family I, I may have shared this with a couple of you my family um, when I was younger, right, I, I worked at Pontillo's Pizzeria Shops, right? So there's a local pizza place that my family's, that my family created years ago. And I used to work, you know, I worked for three, four years through college. It was definitely not my favorite place to work, right? Because I could have stayed in that that business and it was terrible. I didn't like smelling like I did, but I love making pizza still <laughs> to this day. So I think there are some things that I loved about that, you know, but I, I think all of the jobs that I had, I sealed driveways, right? I washed dishes at restaurants. I'm sure if you talk to a lot of people, they're going to have like a litany of different jobs. I, I sold shoes at Dick's, you know, like I did all these things. They all helped me learn more about the things that I didn't want to do ever again. But then I also learned like where my strengths were. You know, I, I think I learned really fast that I like people. Mm -hmm. I like to interact with people. I like to ask questions. And even being a shoe salesman at Dick's, mm -hmm. I didn't care. I could care less if they bought shoes. I just liked asking them questions. You know, it was like <laughs> half the fun was you know how many how many kids do you have and like oh yeah i work buying shoes right so it's like I, I think all of those jobs were really fun but i don't think there was one i liked or loved more than being at a school and being around kids and and teachers 
Is there a favorite thing you like about your job right now, or is there something you wish could be a little better? Uh, it's another good question. I think I really like relationships, right? I like people. And so I think my favorite part of this job, Chris, is that I get to interact with a lot of different people and I get to learn about them and about their lives and how to support them. And, and you know, that's one thing that I think I learned the hard way, right, is that I am driven by relationships and connection. And I really like to think about how to do those better. Um, I don't think people are naturally always good at relationships. So right. I think working on how to have a good relationship with people is like one of the most important skills that we can learn. And we don't learn that in school. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. So um, I think that's my favorite part, Chris, is, is just being able to have um, a lot of really interesting, different relationships with people and kids. And yeah. it's a lot of fun. Do you have any passions that are useful in your career? like hobbies <laughs> yeah i think so i love to learn so so when you ever, you ever if you guys have ever taken those strengths index yeah sort of surveys right i, I may have forced one on some of you at some point. <laughs> Maybe. um the the one thing that stands out for me is the it's like learning right i love to learn things so i think that's something that i don't know if i would have ever really realized at all when I was younger, because I, I really didn't like school, mm -hmm. but learning, right? I love to learn new things. I love to try new things. I love to play with ideas or concepts. Um, you know, even supporting you guys with this podcast idea, you know, like I'm not really doing anything to support you, but like I am. And I think it's fun to watch you guys learn as you go. So like I'm learning about your learning, right? In this kind of weird way. Is this working? Is the microphone picking up your voices, right? Like what have you tried? What things... So like the whole process of learning something new is like fun and fascinating to me. Yeah. I don't know if I'm answering your question exactly right, but what was your question? I would say that's a passion. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think my passion is really is is learning about learning, right? And then learning how others could learn better, you know, and, and I it drives me crazy sometimes to dig more into learning, right? Schools, I think, by and large, try to structure learning in a way that really doesn't meet individuals needs so yeah. i love to tear that all apart yeah. and to rethink what that could look like for people and for kids and for schools i would definitely say a main issue with the education system is that it's assumed that most students will learn the same when it's you know we need innovators now yeah. instead of just factory workers and yes. that people need to be taught how to be entrepreneurs and to be leaders instead of followers so yeah, and, and to be thinkers, right? Problem right. solvers. And that that question about mindset is so telling too, because I think what you're really asking, Ellie, in some ways is, you know, what what is it that made you successful in in like in a mindset? And and I don't think there's one right mindset, Chris. I think you're right. right. You know, it's everyone's gonna sort of apply a different way of problem solving or thinking. And when you're trying to make it uniform and standardized, right. it worked great when the system itself needed factory workers or people that had the same set of skills. Right. That's just not true anymore. You know, we have our, uh, such a different need for the current economy right. and the future of an economy that we don't know what the needs are going to be. Yeah. So how do you prepare kids for that? You don't, you don't have them all learn <laughs> the exact same thing the same way, right? Right. Yeah. Um, what's your proudest accomplishment, would you say, in life or in your career? Oh, good question, Ellie. Good spin, too. I'm the, I don't know about prof professionally... You guys, or Maya mentioned at the beginning that the TEDx event um, was something that I was a part of. I think that's probably one of my proudest. I, I've never left Allendale, right? I've been here for 26 years, and I've done a lot of different things here. And I'm kind of proud that I, you know, I taught phys ed. I coached 
varsity sports. I taught kindergarten. I did technology integration. I've worked on professional learning for teachers. I've taught middle school electives. I've taught upper school electives. I think I'm really fortunate to have had that type of an experience in one place. And I'm pretty proud that I've had, well, I would say some, at least some success maybe in each of those areas. And it has felt pretty good to, uh, to learn and to learn a ton in those different places about who I am. And then also about people and kids and adults. It's, it's a little bit more difficult to answer that. I, I'm proud of my kids. I'm proud of, I think, some of the things that they've done. And I'm proud of some of the things that I've struggled with over the years of addressing those things more directly. And I think I'm a better person because of some of those things that I've struggled with personally. And, and I think worked through it was hard, you know some really hard times over the last few years, but feels pretty good now to be sort of in a good spot, um, both personally and professionally. Yeah. So, yeah. Anybody have any more questions? Oh, that's the end of the list. <laughs> any any questions that popped up? Or Come on. Comments or anything they didn't get to say before. It's what? Fun. If you were to look at each one, like, what job would you think you would do? Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. You have to do Yeah. 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 Oh. Well, I, it's cheating a little bit, right? Because I, I know, I know you're, I know some things that you've written, right? About you, Maya in particular, and right? I think graphic design, tech, some interests that you have, right? I could totally see you in, in sort of like a tech field industry, but I could also see you in some sort of like supportive performancey thing, right? Like you could be doing the tech behind like this rock band or like like tech theater, right? I could see like that as something maybe that aligns with your love of like, I know you like, you like shows, you like um, theater, you know, sometimes I got a good friend right now who works on Broadway, I, I, who I will introduce you to at some point, who is a, a theater director, a, th a tech theater director and loves shows, right? And he's, he's fantastic. And he took me backstage on Broadway. Um, anyway, I can hook you up with him, but I, I can see you doing something like that, you know? Um, and Ellie, you're kind of in the same, I, I know you have a little tech bent, but I don't know. I don't know what it is because you, you kind of have similar, um, it's, it's hard to know. You guys are so young, right? It's like, there are so many things that I don't think you've even bumped into on accident that you might be your like passion area or your, your the area that you love. Yeah. Um, and Leah, I don't know. You guys all took entrepreneurship classes with me. I think yes. all of you did, right? Yeah. So I think there's also the, a little bit of uh, the desire to sort of learn a little bit differently and learn some different things. So I don't know. Like, it's funny because I, of all of the, the four of you, right, you're probably the person that I've had the least amount of like conversations with Maya. But I think I know a little bit more about your interests and I don't know why. <laughs> and like, Chris, I've known you for a long time, right? Uh, yeah. You've done a lot of, uh, I know your TED talk that you did right around oh, assistive technology. Oh, I think oh, <laughs> in some ways, I think sometimes the things that we, we sort of have to deal with the most ends up being the thing that we end up like falling in love right. with working with. So I don't, I wonder how your sort of work and, and having to deal with all these things just to, you know, to be a student, how does that play into what you might want to do in the future too? I think there's some interesting questions for you that I would ask definitely say as a student or just like from societies like in general it, it feels very pressuring as a student especially in high school to think of a career path yeah, I guess yeah, which I is agree. another reason why I really want to do this because yeah, like, yeah. I, I also need help figuring out what I want to do <laughs> yeah but and I don't know what to say like Leah like what your interests might lead you to you seem pretty open to things 
So it's really you're the you're the hardest one for me to figure out. Maybe she'd be a physical therapist. Maybe. Maybe. And why? So this the the question I guess I would start asking like if you think right now at at what fifteen that you're interested in physical therapy, why? Why? Yeah. I like helping people, and the thing is, for a while I wanted to be a teacher, but I wanted like uh, these are like little kids, but like. I was talking to people and they thought physical therapy would be good. And then like, I could even do like kids physical therapy because not a lot of people want to do that because you're inflicting pain on them to help them get better. Yeah. So that was something. So I'd still like be able to work with kids, but also be able to do that. Yeah. And the first thing you said, right, I want to help people. And when you just take that one statement, I think that's, that's really what teachers are, right? Most teachers are, are, are in, in this because they want to help people helping professions. And I think um, physical therapy is a very noble and like worthwhile thing to get into. And as you start to get older and, and start to tinker with that, you'll, you'll get a better sense, right? Do I really like science that much? Is the, it's really bio heavy, right? You'll know far more as you get down that pathway, if that's going to work for you. But one thing that won't change probably is you're going to really feel empathetic and, 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 the, and the desire to help others. That's just who you are. That I've seen, you know, like you really do care about what other people think and you want people to like you and to care. And it's hard when that doesn't happen in some other ways. So I think being aware of, of that core sort of strength, right? Wanting to be a helper is really important. Mm-hmm. And you too. Like, I, I think if you're anything like you're, it's funny because like two of you have, te- or your parents are teachers. I, I don't know exactly. Your mom teaches, doesn't she? Yeah, she does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't know what you're your mom or dad do, but I think when you're around helpers and you're, you have like double the helper, like your mom's a social worker too, right? So you have a lot of helping in your family. So Mm -hmm. that can be really hard if you don't figure out how to balance, you know, you can over help and and it can really Mm -hmm. suck the life out of you, which I think happens to a lot of, of really strong helpers. So I don't know if I've answered your question all that well. I think no. I think you're definitely going to be in a helping profession. You probably will be too. Chris. I'm really sorry. No. You know, you and, and Maya, I think you could go either way on that, right? I think you have family history for helping, but you're also, if you get into tech support and even if it's tech theater, you're still helping people. You're just doing it in a really different way. Yeah. Um, and you're probably going to have that same sort of curse, I guess, right? Is <laughs> you really like people and you want to help them. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because my mom's mom was, or no, is a. Your grandma. Oh, you yeah. said your grandma yeah. so easily. But my mom is a teacher, and then her mom was also a teacher for a very long time. Uh, and now she does guidance work with um, kids. And then my dad's mom was also a teacher, a biology teacher. And so there really is a long history of. Um, teaching yeah. in my family which i'm not really sure if that's something that i would be interested in but it is i i've liked growing up around that sort of environment so i don't know it's interesting it will be interesting to see what do you like about that environment um i don't know i wonder it's just kind of comfortable to me because like uh school i guess you spend a lot of time at school and yeah we're running out of time i i would say too as you guys continue to explore this whenever you hit something that seems like a good alignment piece for you right that feels good ask yourself why 
because I think the underlying why. You ever play the five whys before? I have not. We, if we did. Did we do that in class before? Yeah. Right. So you just drill down, right? You know, like why do you want to be a physical therapist, right? We could play, and then whatever the response is, you ask another why question. So as a little kid, you do it all the time, and your parents want to smack you. It's like, yeah. quit asking why. But uh, when you ask it, ask it in these sort of settings in a more sort of like formal way, and if you take it seriously, you drill down into it. So yes, the question I asked you was hard, but if you can think of why it is that it felt good to be around other, say, educators or people that mm -hmm. think like that, you're going to be able to answer and have a more core answer to what it is that you did like about it. Because yeah. it's probably not as, as overly simplistic as I like being in schools. Right? What is it about being in schools that you like? Yeah. You know, so keep that in mind. You guys have answers, more better answers than you think for some of this. It's just really hard to ask to, to answer them because you don't, not, not a lot of people ask that though and push at you in that way. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure... It just takes time. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, close us all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, thank you for being featured on our podcast. It was really lovely talking to you. And thank you. It's a pleasure being here. Thanks, and I and I wish you guys the best of luck with all this. I think it's great. Thank you. Mm -hmm.